I'm Vince Roca. Did he say Venti Mocha? He did. I'm sure of it. And I'm Michael Hutchinson. And you're listening to Convinced. I'm greatest. Convinced. It's our twentieth it's our twentieth episode. We are having a party here we for are. it. It's it's a big party for the podcast. It's it's uh it's podcast's greatest night. That's right. Not not many podcasts have made it to twenty. No, actually not many have. <laughs> See? Um, most most bail it is a big moment. A lot of people probably don't think it is, but uh, we just turned 20. That's huge. In another podcast, we can drink. Oh, maybe we should drink illegally now. We can pop open a... Uh, uh, pour, you, pour you a cold one. And, uh, and then... There you go. There, for you. there we go. Know how much you like to pee. That's right. So I'll be taking some pee breaks. And cheers. <laughs> uh, but we can't do that legally until the next podcast. Um, so what's new, man? Uh, not much, uh, you know, just, just hanging out, uh, working, you know, spring break is coming. Looking forward to it. Uh, yeah, your wife just had spring break and now, and you get it in like another week. That I do. And so Two different Daniel. school districts. Yeah. Daniel gets it the same week I get it. Oh yeah. Are you going out into the desert with a bunch of boys again? To no, 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 party no, that, that was, style? Uh, no, not this time. No, he's, I don't even know what he's doing. He, he talked about like doing a road trip, like going to, Oklahoma and then up to uh, Mizzou, Missouri. With you or no, or no, by, with oh. fraternity brothers. And then uh, there was somewhere else, and then coming back. And I'm like, that's gonna your whole week is gonna be driving. Like, what fun is that? He's like, I want to go see fraternity houses at different places. Like, what you're gonna see? Oh, all the like- Phi Kappa Theta fraternity houses. Yeah. Well, I I don't know. I mean, there was a point. Actually, I shouldn't even say a point. There is occasionally I think about uh, going. A, Jumping in the car and cruising across America and visiting every single Starbucks and videotaping it and getting a drink at each Starbucks across the country. And there's someone who already is doing that? There probably is for other things. But I figured if you do that, uh, you'll get the recognition of the company and you'll probably get something out of it. You'll be like Jared. Uh, yeah, exactly. You'll be like Jared. Um, but I don't know if you'll be as famous as Jared because he lost weight. So that, you know, that was a. I guess if I lost weight drinking Starbucks every day at a Starbucks. <laughs> That's all I had was Starbucks. I but walked. Even Morgan Spurlock, who essentially went to a bunch of different McDonald's, um, but always ate McDonald's for the 30 days. Uh, well, he, he didn't get necessarily recognition from McDonald's, but he certainly got recognition. Um, but I don't know. I, you know, visiting If you visited every Phi Kappa Theta ter- uh, uh, frat house, he would be legendary. He would be... Well, there'd be a lot of frat houses, yeah. It would be, but I, my thing is, I just, don't think, really I just don't think he can do it in a week. There's, my thing is, no, no, it's no. his spring break, and he wants to go out and have a good time, but I think a lot of it's going to be driving, going out to these places, spending a night, and then going on. But you could start it. Um, I, how many fraternity houses are in a state? There can't be more than, like, four. I honestly don't know. Some states don't have any. Right. So I would think that there's probably 200 chapters across the country. I think it's doable. Well, it's definitely doable to do them all, but not in a week. It'd be a pretty cool. And then this was the other thing. Like, would thinking. you rather sit in a car with like four guys going to fraternity house, or would you rather be in, in Havasu? Oh, totally rather be in Havasu. Exactly. Or Daytona but, Beach or South Padre Island, whatever uh, the case may be. It's a just, week a week in Havasu uh, isn't going to make you legendary. A, a week or visiting every fraternity house across the country is going to make you legendary. 
and that would be cool. However, he, he wouldn't be the first one to do it. I mean, one of our brothers did it. He traveled, I think he went to New York or something like that, and he would stay at fraternity houses on the way, so he didn't have to pay for hotels. Oh, okay. So there's already a guy who's done it? Yeah. Not uh, all of them. He well, hasn't like, hit all of them. Well, that's why I was going to do Starbucks so or something like that. In and out Burger. Well, in and out Burger, there aren't even that many of them. No, you'd be only on the, pretty much the West Coast. Right, because it's, it's only this. <laughs> Arizona, Nevada, side California. Of the Colorado? I think it's the side of the Colorados are there. Yeah. She's candy. Used oh, to that's not true because uh, Texas has them. Oh, they started opening up yep. in and out there? Good for the family. They're expanding. So, uh, so cool. Yeah, what else is new? Uh, what are you going to do on spring break? I'm not sure yet. You're going to go to Texas, I, I think. I might go visit my buddy Brian in Texas. That right. is correct. I don't know if my liver can handle it like last time. <sighs> There's is, a lot of drinking. Is Brian a listener of the podcast? He better be. He should be. I think everyone should be a listener of the podcast. We, uh, We're on 20 episodes. I, I think we must have like well over... Two million listeners. Probably. This past week, I met uh, three people who listen to the podcast, and not a single one of, one of them posts uh, comments or suggestions. Well, where would they do that if they wanted to? On iTunes, I believe. Uh, and one of those people who I met uh, is used to run his own podcast. So I was like, you know how important it is to leave comments and suggestions and feedback, yet you didn't leave it. And he felt kind of bad about that. But I still don't think he's done anything about it. <laughs> so, yeah, there's still no... We, so we have listeners. I can see downloads, but I guess people just don't really want to interact with us. Well, I think they should. I think they should, too. Um, I mean, we did have the one listener about Death Race 2000, which was still one of our funniest podcasts. That, uh, well, that was, yeah, that's podcast number 18, uh, followed by Vince's Racist podcast number 19, uh, which has to... Yeah, anyway... <laughs> Uh, I look, Hey, I am, uh, a reverent and I have a diarrhea of the mouth. So I don't know. It's not all going to be gems. Um, as I was talking to listener, Terry, who was re remembering things that I said, and I'm like, I, what did I say? I said that <laughs> I don't. So apparently I just, I really just, just the diarrhea flows out of my mouth. I have no idea what I'm saying on this podcast and I don't listen to him back and I, we don't edit them. So my apologies for being a moron. Um, cool. What else? Uh, what do you got? Anything? Well, I do have a, well, everyone knows Poxtani Phil, right? I do know. Uh, he started in Groundhog Day with, uh, Bill Murray. He did actually. He did. I did. Uh, I don't know. I think he kind of phoned it in. In Groundhog Day? Yeah. Really? Yeah. I thought his performance was solid. You think so? He had to repeat it over and over. So, you know, that, well, that, that is true. Maybe that, maybe that's the point where he's like, oh, God, I gotta do it again. Yeah. Please don't make me do it again. Uh, cause he did drive angry and he was told not to drive angry. Did he drive in? Yeah, he's they. He goes towards the train. He's teaching about Bill Murray and him in the in the truck, and they're they're driving. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's right. All right, cool. Well, he's being he's been indicted, accused of lying. Okay. There is a a guy in Ohio who says that uh, he has filed a criminal indictment against famed groundhog who year for year February second emerges from his burrow. Uh, and predicts whether spring will come early or winter will linger. Well, uh, let's see. If, if, if he sees a shadow, right, it's six more weeks of chill. If not, the days are short and it's good to go. Well, apparently he lied because he got it wrong. And it's not the first time. This is the second year in a row because they've been uh, inundated with snow. Uh huh. And this guy's not happy with Phil. Uh, so what is he going to try and get? Well... According to the news story, he's trying to get the death penalty. Because he's trying to get Phil killed. He's, he's trying to get the death penalty because uh, he, Phil is already behind bars. 
I don't know if you realize that, but Phil, yes. he's, he's behind bars he's right caged, now. Right. So, so what's the next logical step? Well, that would, that's true. It would be to kill, kill Phil. Or, well, force Phil's retirement. Wouldn't that be the next logical step? Yeah, he's, I, he's no good at what he does, so you need a new Phil. I guess so, but then does that really teach Phil a lesson? It can't be that. How long do groundhogs live? Is it the same Phil? It's is not it, the same Phil. It's no. not. They so it's like many. Shamu. It's they just lie <laughs> yes. to you because he's been uh, Phil's been doing it since, since like eighteen hundreds or something like that. I can find out for sure. But I that's think a really 1800s. old groundhog. Exactly. Well, you got to cut him slack then. I mean, he's like two hundred years old, so he's not going to get everyone. He probably can't right. even see. Right. Probably not. He needs so, contacts or something. Exactly. Because well, you can't get glasses to stay on. A groundhog. No, they they definitely try to get those things out yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, have to have be contacts on them. So yeah, he's pushing for the death penalty. Uh, they are saying that even if if he wins, uh, the guy in Ohio, um, well, I guess he can't because they, they cannot transfer wild animals over state lines. So there's no way. That so Phil can't be extradited to another state. To another state to be tried. Uh, what if you brought Phil to the border and let him walk over on his own? Hmm. Would you want to? I mean, if you're Phil, I mean, I, does he have that much? Hey, I'm, I'm that cocky. I, I know I was well, right, even though it's freezing. Do you have to? Uh, do you have to explain to Phil uh, what's going on to extradite him, or just kind of trick him, well, him over there? If Phil doesn't know, that would make him incompetent to stand trial, right? Well, you just wouldn't explain it to him while you're trying to get him to walk across state lines. And then when you get him into the final state, then you would explain as a Phil so he could stand trial. <laughs> <laughs> See, I don't know. I, I think Phil must be smart enough to know that, hey, something's up because I've never less left Poxitani. Well, if Phil was smart, then he would be able to accurately predict the weather. And apparently he's not that smart. Well, we think that of our weathermen also. And they can uh, weather, I think, is pretty, pretty down now. I mean, you, you look at the five day forecast, pretty accurate. Um, at least, I mean, they definitely know what the weather's like and going to be like tomorrow. I never, Usually, for the for the most part, yes. My, my favorite thing is the on. Doppler, right? The Doppler 7000 tells you what the weather's like right now. Like, I can't look out the window or step outside and see what the weather's like right now. I got to look on a Doppler 7000 to see what the weather's like right it's, this minute. It's for people who are shut in but want to know what it's like outside. Like Pakistani Phil? Yeah, I guess. My, uh, my grandmother was in a uh, convalescent home. And so there's nothing but old people living inside a house and or whatever, a big house, whatever, uh, never leaving. But, man, were they fascinated with what the weather was like outside? <laughs> no idea why. But, you know, always is it raining? Is it windy? Is it this? Come over. She'd look outside. and She'd be like, oh, it was so windy yesterday. Well, what the hell do you care? <laughs> <laughs> you didn't even step outside. <laughs> no wind hit you. Um, well, poor Phil, if he gets indicted. Yeah, we will see what happens. Uh, yeah. I've never, have you paid it to, ever paid attention to that? I mean, other than Groundhog's Day, and I just know that it exists. It's just sort of such a stupid thing that. Uh, well, we live in Southern California, so it doesn't so really matter. Yeah. I mean, this, what's our winters? 62 degrees? Um, I don't know. There's a few days that they drop lower, lower than that. Yeah, but for but, the most but, part, yeah. Yeah, so we never worry about it. I mean, we're, what, we're in March now and my pool is like 82 degrees or 84 degrees uh the you know the windows are open it's just it's a beautiful day here that's why we have so many people at our 20th anniversary party that's right it's the big thank you all for coming by the way i appreciate it podcast greatest night that's right oh and phil's been doing it since 1887 uh so he's only like 150 years old or something like that right 18 19 yeah like 150 or something 40 somewhere in there uh, well, good for Phil. So what, what well, else? It may, not be, it may not be good for Phil. I guess we'll find out. I mean, it could be deadly well, I mean, for Phil. I mean, Phil made it in the news, so good for Phil. 
Well, he makes it in the in the news once a year, right? And but it's just that once out. a year. Now he's it's extended, so Phil's fifteen minutes is lasting longer. If only it were later, because uh, still too close to to February. Maybe if he would have done it like in July, so that way his name's constantly in the news. What do you mean? Look at his shadow in July and predict the winner? No, but if they so his name's always in the news. Well, the, oh, well like, like uh, speaking of predictions, wasn't uh, Romney supposed to win because Washington won football or something like that? Didn't that not that didn't work out this year either? Right? That's true. Uh, their la- yeah, Washington's last home game, right? And the Republicans. So the Republicans should have won, but they didn't. Yeah, ended up being a, the demo again. The Democrat who is apparently Satan, according to the History Channel. Uh, yeah, you brought that up. The uh, actually, I didn't. Listener, listener Riley brought this up. Uh, listener actually. Riley, she brought it up. She she says, "Dear Michael and Vince, I was listening to your podcast, and you guys always ask for comments and suggestions, which we hardly ever get. We hardly ever ask for them. So maybe that's why. Maybe, maybe that's why. But she said, well, I was watching the History Channel, mm-hmm. and I came across the Bible, and uh-huh. the Bible, the show, the Bible, the show, the Bible. Not she the book said that on the History Channel. No." Uh, she 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 said that she saw that the the devil in the show was black, and not only was he black, but looked kind of like Obama. Right. She'd like for us to discuss this. Um, I you know based Maybe, on is she saying that all black people look alike? I don't know, but based on last week's podcast, I don't know that I should talk about <laughs> black people at all anymore. Um, I, well, I looked at the picture before we uh, fired up the podcast. Uh, I don't. I don't. I don't really think they look alike. I mean, I don't think they look too much alike either. However, I do find it interesting that they would make him black because I don't know why they'd make him black. Because I'm sure Jesus in the show is white. Jesus is white. He looks just like you. He's you know the typical good-looking white guy. Yeah, typical Jesus-looking dude. Um, but yeah, the, I guess the Satan character. I don't know if he's black or if he's just like dark-skinned or if he's supposed to be Egyptian or Muslim. Or, well, Jesus should I mean, be dark-skinned also. The History Channel isn't exactly known for uh, you know in injecting their opinion i mean they're not like fox so so this wasn't produced by fox at all there's nothing i don't know the, the, yeah rush trying, limbaugh had right, nothing to do with this trying one. to take obama down or for some reason trying to uh make muslims or or african-americans or whatever look bad i think it's probably just a coincidence i mean somebody had to be satan and so they cast a guy that they thought was really good i assume i watched part of the show uh actually i watched like probably half an hour of the first episode um, and just thought it was terrible. Um, I like, despite being an atheist, I like religious uh, uh, programs. I mean, there's a lot of good stories in the Bible, a lot of interesting stuff. And if done well, can be incredibly entertaining. Um, Jesus of Nazareth, that I don't know if you you probably saw it as a kid, uh, the six-part miniseries, it's like 12 hours long, um, talking about you know the rise of Jesus and all of that. It was pretty good. Um, Passion of the Christ I thought was terrible because all they did was beat the shit out of that guy for two hours, and I, I don't know what anybody got out of that. Um, That's the way just, he was treated on earth. Uh, whatever. But uh, I just thought, I thought the Bible was just, the show was really poorly put together. So that was it. I'm curious if it's more of the contrast. You, know, you have your white guy, you have your black guy. It's just black and white. Like there's the opposite it could be, of white, it, so therefore it's black. Not that Satan has to be a black guy, but yeah. it just turns out that you relate opposites. I watched uh, Game Change yesterday, uh, which is the HBO show on Sarah Palin. Or not show, movie uh, on Sarah Palin and uh, her effect on the election based on the book uh, Game Change. A phenomenal, fantastic movie. 
you learn a lot of things about Sarah that you didn't know before. Are you a Palin fan now? Uh, no, it's not like Justin Bieber. <laughs> um, actually, I guess I'm less of a Palin fan. Because um, the, yeah, the, the movie sort of tries to lay out there that the reason that John McCain lost the election was because of Sarah Palin. But the reason that he got a boost and got all of the money was also because of Sarah Palin. So while Palin injected uh, this renewed vigor in the Republican Party, her antics uh, cost him the election. Her not knowing anything about foreign policy, thinking that Russia's you know in the backyard and that Alaska's protecting. She would wake up in the Russia. morning, drink coffee, and look at Russia. Right, exactly. Have her morning coffee and protect us, don't you know? <laughs> that isn't even an Alaskan Maverick. thing, but that's the way that she sounds. Uh, or at least Julianne Moore, who played her, which was fantastic. Um, anyway, uh, what the hell were we were talking? I was trying to figure out how to, I had a connection. Um, Remember Jesus Christ to uh, Sarah Palin, making, yeah, black, dude, white, making uh, an Obama and looking bad, and I have no clue. <laughs> there just went that. See, there's verbal <laughs> diarrhea of the mouth. Um, it was a good movie. Uh, it was better than the Bible. <laughs> oh, I know why. Uh, one of the things that they depicted in the movie that was very difficult for McCain was when the Republican supporters would start shouting out that Obama was a Muslim and uh, that uh, Barack was uh, a terrorist and all these horrible things about him. He's going to change the world to be Muslim. Yeah, all of, all of that crazy nonsense. That's my and parents. It was interesting because going back to that election, yes, your parents <laughs> believe that. Uh, it's just, on the internet. Right. Um, that he is a Muslim. Yep. And it's such a crazy thing. And that, you know, even Donald Trump and the birth, whole birth certificate thing. But going back to that election uh, now, four years ago or whatever it was, I, I felt then that the reason that they lost the election is because the Republicans just can't get a grasp on. I mean, they think that it's catchphrases that win an election. They get out there and they start, you know, chanting drill, baby, drill um, at their political rallies. They would go out there and they would just start chanting USA and they would get the crowd all riled up. And this same Joe the plumber. Exactly. Joe the Plumber, I'm a Maverick. I mean, these were all these catchphrases that they laid out. You can't remember a single catchphrase that Obama had. I mean, other than, you know, change, his, that which was his political platform. Uh, you even go back further than that. I mean, we can remember uh, no new taxes from uh, George Bush. That's George Bush Sr. Uh, Clinton, can you remember any political phrases or catchphrases from his era? No. Uh, so the Republicans... Uh, wasn't his... Uh I didn't penetrate. No, no. Uh, the definition of is, is all depends on what your definition of is, is. Well, but that's not even on a, it's not, a not a political. That campaign, wasn't yes. on the campaign trail. That wasn't trying to get elected. That was trying to it's just avoid funny, being in because that's the one thing you remember <laughs> is catchphrase. Uh, but anyway, they, they would get out there and they would just rile up the crowd. And then Obama would go out and speak and he would speak to the crowd. And it, it just watching it again on Game Change, which felt like it was a very impartial movie that wasn't trying to skew one way or another. Uh, it certainly made McCain look good uh, while making Palin look bad. But I don't know, watching the movie, it's not like they forcibly try to make her look bad. And I know they fact checked the shit out of this thing. It wasn't just a, you know, oh, we're going to build propaganda. Uh, and they certainly, I haven't heard any backlash against it. So I assume that the things that she done or, did are true, that she done are true. Assume the things she done are true. Uh, anyhow, the whole him being a Muslim and uh, 
you know, going to back to the History Channel thing, trying to make him look like he's Barack Obama or, or possibly a Muslim or po- possibly a mixture of both, and that's who Satan is. I don't even know what the point of that would be since Obama's now in a second term. So what would you be trying to achieve if if that were the Show. They're going to try to impeachment of them angle. for some reason. They, they're going to try something. Oh, why the Republicans, would you bother? Because the Republicans, they would, they will. Why would you bother at this point? I mean, you that happened to left. Clinton on your on his second term. Yeah, but I don't know. I think there were a lot of policy differences then, and a lot of things that the Republicans were trying to jockey for. Um, the Republicans are trying to restructure at the moment, and uh, I don't know that attacking somebody who is clearly uh, very popular is a smart thing to do for the party. Um, We just got a new Pope, as most people probably know. And uh, in that, they were talking about uh, what we needed in a new Pope or what the world needed in a new Pope. And what the world needs in a new Pope is not, you know, people were saying, oh, someone who would deal with uh, the molestation charges and things like that, the stuff that has happened here in America. But the fact is, is most of the church's money does no longer, it no longer comes from America. It comes from South, uh, South Africa uh, and other smaller countries where the ch- church is building ground. Places where the internet and education is plentiful, uh, belief in God has dropped. And certainly belief in organized religion has dropped. So the church uh, was looking to, or they don't really care about the molestation that happens here in America, apparently. They were looking to find someone who uh, could build their base in those smaller foreign countries. Uh, so now that connecting back to what I was just talking about with the Republican Party, um, you gotta you gotta figure out what's wrong with your party, what's wrong with your system, and work on that. Not uh, uh, not try and deal with something that you know you've completely it's completely out of your hands that you've completely lost. They lost the election to Obama. Forget about it. Um, the, the, the Pope, the, the Catholic Church has lost their war in America. Forget about it. Now just go brainwash the South Africans and, you know, whatever. South other. Americans with 500 million. Africans, South Africa, not Americans. South American was there's 500 million South American Catholics. Okay. I mean, so maybe they have a stronghold there, but I apparently. Which is one of the reasons why they picked uh, the Pope from. Okay. Maybe, maybe I got it wrong then. Maybe it's South America, but I thought it was South Africa that they had their largest uh, growing sector uh, for the Catholic Church. But maybe they just have a long stronghold in South America. I don't know. If only there was uh, something in existence that you could fact check this stuff against. Yeah. That's. If only that exists. What would that be? Uh, I have a friend on the. Maybe Al Gore can create something. Uh, maybe I have a friend on the internet who's an atheist, and she posted a uh, meme. Uh, if in a, do, you, do you know what a meme is? No, meme, m e m e, meme. Um, Got nothing. Internet memes. You see them all the time. It's when people take uh, quotes and combine them with images, and they become popular on the internet. It's called an internet meme, which is weird because a meme used to be like your avatar when you joined a uh, uh, bulletin board. Um, your picture or your avatar that you used to use back then. Of course, now everybody thinks of blue creatures when you say avatar, but it used to be the image that represented you. Now, internet memes are these images that go around. Uh, apparently, Gwyneth Paltrow posted something about uh, that she's against organized religion, um, but we should join uh, Facebook uh, um, people against or, or people proud atheists or something like that uh, is the Facebook uh, page. 
And I was like, isn't joining that organizing atheists so the exact same thing as organized religion? Isn't a group of atheists together defeat the point of I'm against organized religion? Uh, yeah. So, whatever. What else? What else? Let's I don't see. Know, I went off on a rant. You you did, but now we know where you're. Uh, what what's up with Sarah Palin? No, well, yeah, no. It, well, at least and, you the, do, and, and the Republican Party. And I appreciate that. Um, people who swear. Uh, this has been going around the internet. Maybe it's been going around the internet. People who swear are more honest and trustworthy. Fuck yeah, they are. Fucking people who swear are more honest and trustworthy. Why um, is that? I well, the idea is is, and I tend to agree with it. Uh, if you are, uh, if you swear a lot, you are going to be less likely to hide stuff. You're not putting up a false front. You're just you tend to be a more honest person and just open and out there. Um, as opposed to logic being that people who don't swear are stifling themselves when it could just be that people who don't swear just don't have cuss words really in their lexicon. Well, how often do you have to swear? Like, you know, I may I hit the hammer onto my thumb, you know, and I'll yell out some curse words, but well, no, I don't sit around and, and use a lot of cussing. I think this is more so as the people who do do that. What the fuck is up? Fuck that. So Holy then, shit, so man. your ministers, your professionals that don't cuss all the time are usually the people you, you can't trust? Well, but here's the thing. Uh, apparently, and according to an internet meme, the higher your education level is, the more likely you are to swear. So if you uh, drop Dick, out of high school, you're not going to swear as much as someone who is a doctor? I Well, I don't know. And they say that a lot of swearing happens in private, in private conversations between people. That's usually, and it's a sign of letting down your guard. Again, it goes so to... You have your professional voice, then you have your... Then you have your personal voice. And that's when you tend to be more honest. Uh, June 22nd, 04, Dick Cheney, our vice president, or our previous vice president, he was uh, president of the Senate at the time, appeared in the chamber for a photo session, a chance meeting with Senator Patrick uh, Leahy, Leahy, whatever, uh, Vermont, the ranking Democrat on the Judicial Committee. An argument erupted about uh, his ties, Cheney's ties to Halliburton, and the exchange ended with Cheney uh, said, fuck yourself. So, and then in March 2010, our current vice president, Joseph Biden, at the health care reform signing, uh, introduced Obama and spoke in his ear, this is a big fucking deal. That went out over network television, uh, although you really can't. You watch the YouTube clip and you can't hear it. So there's two uh, educated professionals, politicians, who uh, cussed. But apparently in the more affluent you are, you tend to cuss more as well. I don't know. I don't either, I guess. So I can I, I start cussing more. I well, <laughs> you can't exactly in your professional career with children, um, or maybe you can. I have a study by the most well-regarded agency in the world, Mythbusters. Ah, yes. <laughs> the largest study of swearing has to do with swearing in correlation to pain tolerance. Uh, the show Mythbusters tested this theory by seeing how long they could leave their hands in icy water without swearing, then doing it again with the benefit of foul language. What did they find out? If you pepper your language with swearing on a frequent basis, your expletives aren't as powerful. So people who run around saying fuck all the time and they're undergoing pain, their 
when they say fuck to try and alleviate the pain or as you said hit your finger with a hammer it's not as powerful you actually have less of a pain tolerance however if you are not one that swears often you will be able to tolerate pain a bit better if you let out a few choice four letter words so like in your case apparently if you hit your thumb with a hammer and yell out fuck it will allow you to tolerate the pain longer my endorphins kick in and <laughs> i guess I'm good to it's go. part of it's part of that um so i you know i don't know well, it, it was on Mythbusters, so it, it must myth- be true. It, well, yeah, I mean, you know, they, they busted the out. myth. Uh, I know that uh, people are saying another internet meme is uh, sarcasm is the recourse of a weak mind, or sarcasm is an idiot's attempt at intelligence. I must be really dumb. <laughs> right. Uh, the thing that I think about that is sarcasm is an idiot's attempt at intelligence was probably written by someone who isn't smart enough to be sarcastic. It's <laughs> probably not. I don't understand sarcasm. Right. But they were able to you know, be smart enough to figure out that intelligent bit. Um, but I think those two, I bring that up because I think those two go hand in hand, uh, people who cuss and people who are sarcastic, because um, it tends to be a uh, lower brow thing. I mean, sarcasm is... Uh, they, they is considered, and usually the way that it's spoken, it's a, a lowbrow form of wit, um, a, a snap back at somebody in a kind of underhanded way, typically. So along those lines, you would probably tell someone to fuck off or probably use the F word. I guess so, yeah. Several times. Um, I'm pretty good at sarcasm. Uh, and uh, another internet meme just filled with them this week. Intelligent people are always in doubt, and stupid people are always very confident. Is that kind of like fat women are always confident and the skinny, beautiful ones aren't? I guess there's probably a correlation there. Because it's always skinny the fat women. ones that always have the attitude, right? And then and the skinny ones are the ones that are... Right. The skinny ones are always... Their self-esteem issues. Yeah, because they're always trying hard. And the, then the logic is, is the fat women are the ones who gave up. Right. But I don't know that that's always true because it's not like most fat women are running around naked and just don't care anymore. So they, they truly haven't. No, but they're usually given. they're usually the bitches to you. Fat women are the yeah, bitches. They, there's a lot of times where the the fatter the fatter women usually have more of an attitude as opposed to some of the skinnier ones with the low self esteem. Now this is like going picking them up in a bar or something like that. Where it's, I guess you can get the difference. I'm not talking your everyday, you know, your buddy you're hanging out with, but right, a girl who we're not talking about a, a skinny girl who thinks she's God's gift, which does exist definitely here in California. But yeah, I mean, I don't know. You've got there are a cute there are a lot of cute skinny girls that you meet like in a bar that tend to be perkier and peppier. Uh, but then there's I mean there's the whole thing of you know, jolly fat girl, uh, tons of fun. So I, I don't know <laughs> the moped. The thing, here's the thing that I would connect to that. That'll get me in trouble, but at least not with African Americans. Um, unless of course she is African American. When you see uh, gay people, you see a gay couple, two guys, usually they're good looking. Um, oftentimes extremely fit. But uh, usually they are at least uh, good looking. They're, the community, there are bears, but that community isn't as big or prevalent as the good looking gay guys. Um, because a, a guy becomes gay because he loves himself and other men and loves a man's body. And so they both work hard to make their bodies fantastic. When you see gay women, 
they're usually overweight and plain looking. And I think that girls don't become gay because they love another woman's body. I think they become gay because they figure that that other plain looking fat woman can't judge me. So there's safety. There's safety. Yeah. Um, they're so the guy's going to judge me, compare me to somebody else. But yes. They're playing and they're overweight. So a guy, they can't, they feel self-conscious about being with a guy because he's always going to compare against the sports illustrator model. But if they start dating another girl who looks exactly like them or similar in body style to them, what can she say? I guess that's true. They, you, they tend to both look alike, right? They certainly, you don't see a lot of lipstick lesbians. I mean, they're not hitting the gym and, you know, all toned out and look like gay guys. Um, they're, Jillian Michaels, I'm pretty sure, is gay. Jillian Michaels, everybody is sure is gay. <laughs> and Jillian Michaels does not hold that back. Uh, oh, it exists. I mean, Ellen is skinny and fit, although I wouldn't say her as being hot. But Portia, her lover, is very beautiful. I'm, and this doesn't extend to people who were born gay. I'm not, I'm not trying to say that gay is a complete is a choice there are people without a doubt who choose to be gay there are um there are people who choose to be straight um and who should be gay but are not i mean (laughs) they just don't realize it and the weird thing is is i probably meet more of those people than i meet people who chose to be gay i run into people all the time that i'm just like you sure you're straight (laughs) because i'm pretty sure that you know genetics has chosen you for the other team but you just don't want to play over there so that's not the road that I'm really going down. I'm, just, I'm talking about the people who make the choice. Um, and it just doesn't make sense. You just can't logically say that genetically uh, hot guys are gay and plain overweight women are gay. That makes – there's no correlation there. Like then it, the melting pot would be much Are more you sure mixed. you can't take that to Mythbusters? I don't know. We could try it. We could see <laughs> if the Mythbusters is down with it. Um, so, I mean, that's – Mythbusters have a, has a traveling show. I'm always curious how that works. I don't know. What is their traveling show? Uh, that's what I'm curious about, but I believe they played at Staples. Mythbusters played at Staples. I'm like, what do they do? I, I do you, Okay, you down there, front row. What's your question? Let's see if we can bust it. I don't, I'm curious how that worked. Uh, they had a show for a while where... Um, what was it? I forget what it was called. Uh, undestructed or deconstru- deconstructed, um, where people built things. They built stuff. Uh, Rube Goldberg effect, and that was essentially what deconstructed was. So I don't know if they took that on tour. That would, I mean, it would make sense. Uh, you go into Staples Center and they could build some big Rube Goldberg effect or several, and then you watch how people's work. Um, I don't know that that could hold an audience's attention yeah, three I hours. Know, but I, know, I know they were on tour. I'm like, I just don't know what they do. But then in the Midwest or somewhere where, somewhere out of California, that might be much more fascinating than it is here. Where they don't have cable, electricity. Not so much cable plumbing. or electricity. Uh, this topic came up with a friend of mine who was a comedian, or is a comedian. Uh, he was talking about that he gets no respect performing in L.A., that L.A., you're just treated as dirt. You go up on stage, you perform your three minutes or your five minutes or whatever your set is. Even if you're headlining that night, the second that you're off, they've changed the marquee with someone else's name and they're moving on. And if he performs out of state, uh, it, you know, Montana or whatever, 
uh, the crowds love him, the bars love him, the people lo- love him. It's a much bigger Buying event. drinks and all that. Yeah, Come absolutely. hang out with me. And my logic to it was in California, as we talked about earlier, we have beautiful weather. Uh, we have too many options of things to do. I mean, not only the rest of the world has iPads and iPhones and the obsession with those second screens and, and video games and all of that, but we also have the advantage of beautiful weather. So we don't need to be inside. We don't, you know, we can go to another bar down the street. We can, there's all sorts of shit. We just walk around. It's not raining or snowing or something like that. We're not snowed in, but you go to a state where you spend all winter snowed in, or you spend a few days snowed in. It's Um, a pain in the ass to get your car to to the next bar. If you are going out tonight, you're going to one bar, you are looking forward to it and you are preparing yourself that tonight is going to be a good night. Tonight's going to be a party night. So the moment you walk in the bar, you know you're camping here for the next six hours, whatever it is. If you're prepared to have fun, chances are you're going to have a much better time. And then plus the comedian, who's more than likely from out of town, when he gets off stage, you're excited to talk to him because he had a, you know, an extra role on The Big Bang Theory. And that's just amazing to you. <laughs> Uh, here, you know, we meet people who were featured on the Big Bang Theory, and it's just like, yeah, whatever. Yeah, that's right. So on. So you had a line. <laughs> that's right, yeah. Big who who hasn't? Yeah, exactly. I don't know who you are. I've been on The Closer a few times. You have been on and The I've Closer. And I've been asked exactly. to be on Major Crimes. So that'll be happening uh, re- or soon, I guess I should starring say. starring in Major Crimes? That's right. I, I've been, I will star. So, yeah, uh, I don't know. How the fuck did we get to that? What was I? Been from Mythbusters to... Oh, Tom. trying to hold people's attention yeah. here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We can't even hold each other's attention. We're, we're like, what, what the hell are we even talking about? I don't even know. I go off on a rant, <laughs> and then I don't know. Yeah, and I don't know what the hell I talked about. Um, cool. <laughs> 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 this is such a great 20th episode right now. Well, it's all these people are here. They're very distracted. They are. They are. You know, people trying to buy us drinks. I'm like, whoa, I, I shouldn't be drinking during this because I don't want to make it in- uh, not interesting. There we go. It's just cheers to our 20th. Thank God for sound effects, right? Do they just keep the show rolling? That's right. Woo! Uh, well, I have been riding my Harley because the weather's beautiful, so I've been taking the Harley out. Right. And I've noticed, and I was talking to one of my parents the other day because he's talking about getting a Harley, and his wife's like, well, it's so expensive. And I'm like, yeah, but you, you enter into a culture. Like, okay, like it's, it's a it's a Harley culture, and I don't care what people ride. I don't care if it's a you know Honda makes great bikes, uh, Victory makes great bikes, whatever. But when you buy a Harley, no matter where you go, people stop and talk to you, which I always find interesting because I you know I I had a Honda CBR, uh, crotch rocket mm-hmm. cruising around mm-hmm. in park with all the other bikes. No one says anything. As soon as you pull up in a Harley, you got the culture of suddenly everybody's your buddy. So I just thought that was interesting. So I throw that out there as I'm drinking and riding. Um. It, well, it's a lot like I meet people or I've met people who have uh, really excellent hot classic cars. Which, well, you can relate to this. You have a uh, 68 Camaro in your garage, right? 67? 67. 67 Camaro. RSSS. You take that out and uh, everywhere you go, you go to Walmart and people stop and talk to you. The very least you get is, hey, nice car. Mm-hmm. You, you constantly get that. Um, and I've met people who have those cars but will not drive them to run errands on a Saturday anymore because it just takes too long. <laughs> you got to talk to every fucking idiot who wants Everybody. to say, what year is it? Oh, I had one of those when I was, da, 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 and yeah, you just right. when I was in high school, I used to drive one of those. Yeah. You, you get tired of talking to people about it, but 
Um, I think the Harley culture is probably a little different than that in that uh, it's really only other current Harley owners that are going to talk to you. Because I guess once you're a Harley owner, you're probably always a Harley owner unless some reason you yeah, are physically incapable. Yet. Well, then um, you get a trike. Well, yeah, that's true, too. I'm, I meant like you were, you know, you're 90 years old yeah. and you're in a chair. Can't you know, you just you're physically completely incapable because once you join that, yeah, you stay in it forever. Um, people don't all of a sudden decide, yeah, I got rid of the Harley. Uh, yeah, like I said, it really is interesting that no matter where you go, people will talk to you. Right. It's, it's a whole culture you join into. Right. But um, I mean, are they people that you really want to talk to? Well, why not? I mean, Harley's aren't back in the day where it was, you know, the, the one percenters, the, uh, the gangs, uh, which used to be the stereotype. You mean the 99 percenters. The one percenters would be the no, 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 rich no. people. No, actually, if you ever see the one percenters is a, the felons, the ones who have killed people. They're called the one percenters. Uh, Hell's Angels have, are one percenters. Mongols. Oh, I didn't. Other. I've never heard that. I just heard you know Occupy Wall Street. The one percenters <laughs> were the rich people who more than likely not, not, have not probably not killed. We're people. talking about patched patched members of how many uh, motorcycle Ken- gangs? How many Kennedys have killed people? <laughs> so you know that's probably the one percenters. Anyway, I didn't and that's know that. what it is. Yeah. So if you ever see a, something that says one percent, it's usually they've killed somebody. So they're they're and considered they're proud one percenters. Of it? Yeah, they're one percenters. Yes, that's the that's a three patch. I mean, there's a whole motorcycle. So. I don't really want to chat with somebody who's proudly being a one percenter. They usually have it on their vest, and it'll say one percenter. But you know, a lot of them are. If you talk to them, and you don't piss them off, they're nice guys. They're not like going to stab you because oh, you're Vince Roca, I got to kill you. Yeah, but uh, yeah, yeah, if you if you if you mess with them and you their drug deal goes bad, then yeah, they're going to kill you. Or you're in prison with them and you piss them off. It's possible, but if you go up like I've done, I've done lots of motorcycle runs and I've hang out, you know, with the Hell's Angels and the Mongols and the Vagos and all these other ones. But they're nice guys. They'll sit around and talk to you. Yeah, but <laughs> but yeah, they'll have the one percent. So what? So who cares if you know uh, Charlie Manson or Timothy McVeigh or the Ninth Richard Ramirez are nice people to talk to? Why the fuck do you want to talk to them? Like. If, well, there's situations where you, just, well, you know, you're, you're hanging out in a place, at, uh, one of the bike nights or something like that, and everyone's just kind of friendly talking and BSing or whatever because you're in that culture. So you talk to them. Here, okay, but here's my thing. If I meet a guy who killed somebody uh, and it just it comes out in the conversation, I'm probably going to be fascinated with it and just and but ask most people don't say that. You'll see the patch on their vest well, that says course. 1%, but they're not like, hey, yeah, I killed a guy. I, exactly. <laughs> those, those are the exactly. guys who are like, oh, well, I got to go. So what I'm saying is is if I meet someone and I'm chatting with them for an hour or whatever and through conversation I find out that they killed somebody, which more than likely is probably going to be through a car accident or something, I'm going to be fascinated and ask questions. When I meet somebody who wears anything as a badge, I, I'm like, I'm really – skeptical i'm really like on my toes like that's what you're putting out in the world well but if you're in a motorcycle gang then yes you're you're that's a badge of yeah don't fuck with me because i've killed somebody and not afraid to do it exactly so why do i want to chat with that dude like i don't even want a remote moment where you know especially with me and verbal diarrhea of the mouth where i say we talked about a long time ago uh it i told the story where i almost got killed because of the bloods and crips thing <laughs> Uh, so I don't want to be around people who have killed someone before and are willing to kill me or able to kill but me have, or have the gene. Look at we just talked about last night that this happened in uh, Lake L.A. A, uh, a, a good friend of one of my best friends, stepfather's best friend. And that connection I know is there <laughs> is as long uh, 
Bill was killed in Lake L.A., leaves three daughters behind, and it was an altercation with his neighbor, with a neighbor, and the neighbor went and got a gun and came back and shot Bill in the head. I, I, for the most part, I do not have altercations with people, period. Like, if I bump into you, I say I'm sorry. If I, you know, we're driving down the road, I'll wave you in. I let people pass. I, I'll, Because it ain't fucking worth it. Like, I don't have this machismo attitude that I need to go out and put forth. Hey, I killed somebody, motherfucker, so I'll kill you. Look, I just, I just want to get, I want to get to see if uh, I can collect you. social security. <laughs> so I don't want to talk to somebody who's a one percenter, um, especially when they wear it. That's the thing that's weird is I, like, I met this dude who wore a, wore a button. There was a picture of his daughter. Um, and I asked, I was like, so, you know, what's up with that? What is that? Oh, that's my daughter. And he starts telling me that she passed away. Um, and I was like, oh, that's too, I'm sorry to hear. When did she pass away? Six years ago. And I was like, you're, you're bearing that cross. You're walking around and every person you meet, every situation you enter, you're immediately saying, because you wear that button every day, which he did, you're immediately saying, this is my dead daughter. I want to talk to you about her. Uh, but maybe there's a reason there wasn't in this case it wasn't like he was a cancer advocate or something you know early detection of this there wasn't he just talked about his dead daughter odd thing is is in the same night another this was a friend of a friend another friend we were at a birthday party uh hands me his business card he's an actor you flip the business card over and the back of the business card uh had a handy table of the legal age limit of girls in all 50 states. That's awesome. So you always got to remember it. Right. So you knew what the illegal age limit was. But I looked at it and I was like, what statement is this making? So you're telling me that you're looking for a 12-year-old in Indiana or whatever the hell But it you're going to keep that card on you for future reference oh, at some I party. I did not carry the card. This is the first time I've talked about the card. Really? That seems interesting. It's like I would be at a party going, dude, check out this card I, I just got. I don't think that's the statement that you want I think, to but it was, But it's a funny thing. I I totally see that. <laughs> to be like, you know, so I am looking. Unless the front says, you know, pastor so-and-so. No, it was a regular, it was an actor's business card. But it, I just, I, that's the statement that you want to put out there. That's how you want to present yourself. So somebody who's presenting themselves as a one percenter, like uh, a one percenter started even, from uh, Hollister many, many years ago when was it the fifties store? No, <laughs> <laughs> uh, where the big bike rally was. And that's when the biker gangs got their names. The bikers were bad. Is that where the clothing the, store is based? Is, I don't know. All right. <laughs> Anyway, there's a big motorcycle rally there. No. All these people started showing up. Uh, turned hell. Uh, what's uh, what's the name of the, the movie? Um, uh, I forgot the name of the movie, but it is based on that about the motorcycles going into uh, Hollister. You're not talking about Easy Rider, are you? No, it's not Easy Rider. That's based on cocaine, or and that's heading off to was it New Orleans? I believe. Uh, I think it was going off New Orleans. Anyway, uh, the whole thing was all motorcycle. Anyone riding a motorcycle is bad. And then someone said, no, it's only 1% of all motorcycle riders who are bad. Thus, the Hells Angels and all that were the 1%ers. Okay. That, that's, that's where the 1%er came from. I don't want and to talk to a Hells Angel or a Satan's Light. Well, okay. Then, then here's something else you need to know. A three patch. So you see motorcycle patches right on the back. Okay. Three patches are the outlaw gangs. If it's one single patch, they're usually not as bad. If it's on a rocker, 
uh, which is the bottom three one. Three patches of what? Three patches. So you'll have on the top will be Hell's Angels. Uh-huh. The, the middle will be their logo. Right. And then the bottom will say Los Angeles. So that's three patches. That's three patches. So, so if, if they're separated, they're, Hell- they're, they're an outlaw club. If they're, what do you mean outlaw? That's more of a, a, a bad club. If, they're, if it's three separate patches? Three separate patches. As it's opposed an outlaw to being club. one patch. One patch. And if it's the one patch, you'll see you'll see the guys out here, especially in LA. You see the the one patch ones on the sport bikes that are I forget what they're called, but you'll see the one patch ones. Right now, I'm thankful that the Blood and Crips just chose colors, and that was it. I just had to figure out if you were red or or blue. Well, motorcycle gangs are the same. Vagos are green, and you'll (laughs) see them wearing green. You know, Hell's Angels are red, so you'll see them wearing the red everywhere they go. I don't actually see many Hell's Angels or. Satan slaves, or I don't even know if Satan slaves are still around. Black no. widows from Pacoima. No, I, no, I don't. No, no, the no. Sundowners used to go to the bar across the street from uh, my billiard store. I don't even know if they're still around. I think they are still around, um, but they're uh, they're a two patch, I think, which uh, would have like their name, their logo, and so then how the bottom. Come you're rocker. not in a gang yet. When because I. I just, when are you uh, getting jumped in <laughs> and getting your hells? Or are you? Is this the alternate not, life you no, lead I've, with your I've, wife? I've, that's right. Uh, no, actually, I saw the Havoc. Only I, the only one I thought doesn't about your was, wife have to have sex with everybody? Get gang banged? <laughs> according to Havoc, that's the way it is. Yeah, that's right. right. Uh, no, I, I, I don't know. At one point, I thought it would be fun to, to join one, but I just don't think there's just so much time involved and all kinds of other crap. Because booze you, you fighters thought it would probably, be fun to join the Hell's Angels. No, not the Hell's Angels. I'm not looking to be in a Hell's Angel, but like the booze fighters. Booze fighters are more of a peaceful. Uh, that's what the Hell's Angels say. They're like, oh, we're all about toys for tots. We don't do anything wrong. And Hell's Angels course, do do a lot. Hell's Angels know, do do a lot of good stuff. I don't even know if they do. You never hear them in the news. I, at least I don't. I well, ever, the only I thing you ever hear is all the bad stuff. But if but on, I never on the motorcycle, they, it, they it, do they do motorcycle runs all the time. It's not even like I hear regularly that the Hell's Angels are causing havoc or whatever. That I mean, I don't see articles on that. No, I don't think they're as big as they they used to be anymore. I mean, we had the. What three years ago, four years ago, the Hell's Angels versus the, was it the Mongols and uh, Laughlin, the shootout in the casino. Anyway, rolling back to talking to people who uh, you meet people who uh, want to talk to you because you have a Harley. And I said, but do you really want to talk to him? It wasn't because uh, um, that I, they were that I thought of them as being the one percenters or something like that. As we now went off on this tangent, uh, it was simply because. Uh, why do you just because they had twenty thousand dollars and could buy a bike? We have something in common to talk. Why do I want to talk just because you bought? And I think they, yeah, I, <laughs> like why do I want to talk to you? I, I, I said I don't get it either because I'm a guy who you know you ride your your Honda Shadow and that's a cool bike or a VTX. I don't care, ride it. That's cool. I'll talk to you. But you know, some people are like, oh, you know, that's one of the imports. Can't can't talk to them. But I, who the hell cares? They ride. I used to watch American Chopper regularly, which are not Harleys. Um, but they build, you know, and, and even the other dude, uh, Sandra Bullock's ex-husband, they build some incredible looking bikes. And they do. And those will fit into the Harley because they're still an expensive bike. Yeah, like you'll still get some, your, yeah. you, people will talk to them, but they're all custom bikes. Just you like, want to talk to them because they look cool. Everything right. is custom. and, and Just like Indians fall into the Harley thing. Yeah. Because um, they're, you know, old, whatever. But uh, I've been in places where I've seen those awesome bikes or you, you go to fairgrounds or whatever. There's been car shows. Bob's big boy over here. Um, and I look at him, even the hot cars here in Bob's Big Boy, I look at him like, mm, it's cool. I don't ever talk to the owners because so what? We have the same taste in cars. Millions of people have the same taste in cars and bikes. What the fuck are we going to have in common? And okay, maybe I can come over to you and start chatting with you. And I don't know, maybe something comes out of it. But like, I love movies, but I don't join a fucking movie club. Yes, you do. No, you don't go to an editor's club. You don't go to a 
oh, Independent Filmmakers Club. You but know? that's all about networking. It is about networking. That is about uh, <laughs> that's about career networking. It has nothing. Now we're talking about something different. If you tell me that I can buy a Harley and get and talk to Les Moonves and you know the fucking current president of Universal or shit like that, I will go buy a Harley tomorrow. I will. Jay Leno rides a Harley. Jay Leno rides everything. <laughs> Guy's got eight hundred cars. <laughs> But okay, okay, like like my buddy who has the uh, the Lambo. Uh, I imagine if he takes his Lambo off, they, there is a place down in Orange County that does its Ferraris and Lambos every Sunday or every other Sunday, something like that. And he goes, right. I imagine that's networking because who oh, totally. who owns those cars? Totally. And now you're there are no fucking. You're certainly not looking for one percenters or three <laughs> patchers. Um, now uh, hardly, yeah, hardly anyone can afford. It. I mean, realistically, anybody can afford. Yeah, it, it's yeah. it's not a big deal. It's more expensive for a motorcycle, yes, but. Anyone can afford a Harley, whereas you, you, you can a Lambo, like like I could probably take my you know the Camaro down places and network also. Bob's Big Boy probably not the place to take it, but if I start mm-hmm. taking it to, you know, if I show up at the Lambo Ferrari place with my Camaro, people are going to talk to me. But yeah, you're you're actually right in that you can buy a 20 year old Ferrari uh, for probably around 20 grand. They're not that expensive. Um, a GT, I think a GTO or GTA or something. Like that. That's Grand Theft Auto. I forget. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, but they're not that expensive, and you would automatically be part of the Ferrari Club. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if you, you know, restored it and kept it neat, you would start mixing, you know, with people who aren't going to be one percenters. <laughs> no, no, you're going to start judging people by the the wristwatch that they wear. Um, I got to get that fake Rolex, also. Yeah, I, I had one of those for a while. Speaking of wristwatch, um, you you wear one, right? No, not all the time. Do you have one on right now? No. Oh, uh, could you? What What is the word that that you wear? The watch that you wear on your wrist. What do you call it? A wrist watch. A, okay, say that again. Wrist watch. All right. People from Ireland are called Irish. Okay. <laughs> so, if there were a wrist watch made in Ireland, what would it be? Irish wristwatch. <laughs> I'm sorry, what would it be? The Irish wristwatch. <laughs> Try it again. Irish wristwatch. Okay, say it faster. <laughs> Irish wristwatch. Tough, right? It is tough. Can't do it. Irish wristwatch. Even if you try your Irish wrist, Irish, <laughs> Irish? wristwatch. Irish? Another internet meme. <laughs> I saw it. I was like, holy Ooh, shit, that's brilliant. That is. Irish wristwatch. Um, but uh, the Harley or the uh, Ferraris, you, you're going to judge people based on their wristwatch and if it's made in Ireland or not. <laughs> and I would rather meet someone. Mine is uh, my wristwatch is actually an iPod, which lets me it's made in China. Right. Uh, I would, the China wristwatch. It'd be a China. You can say. Which I guess is why the Irish don't make wristwatches. <laughs> um, I would rather meet someone uh, who was part of the 1%, the opposite 1%. Who made three billion last year? Then uh, meet someone who killed three people last year. <laughs> well, I, and I know. So, but you enjoy that Harley, and meeting those people, <laughs> and I'm glad you know the different patches. I is well, there still those things you should know. Is there still a red patch? You used to get a red patch. Uh, Hell's Angels got a red patch because you uh, went down on a girl who was on the rag. <laughs> See, I don't know if that's still true. I don't know. We could look it up on Yahoo, I guess. Uh, but there was uh, that was how the, you the, yeah, well, Red the, Wings. The, the Red that's Wings. What it was. Red Wings. Yeah. Red Wings. Red See, Wings. oh, so so you do know about it. So it probably does exist. Well, it wasn't. It wasn't just the Hell's Angels. It was Red Wings. Was just like any time anyone went down on a girl who was you know having their period. So it wasn't just the. 
And this yeah. was you, you joke about. Hey, did you get your Red Wings? Have you this ever was your something Red to Wings? be proud about, or is this like? Uh, well, no, it's not like you actually put it on your jacket. Hey, you know, I got my Red Wings on. Been there, done that. Uh, I thought it was. I thought it was something that Hell's Angels or the. I thought it was Hell's Angels. Uh, yeah, I, 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 culture I, 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 of menstruation cunnilingus. <laughs> oh my God! There is a red wingscom that is based on the culture of menstruation cunnilingus. Yeah, I'm, that, yuck. <laughs> oh, let's click on this. I'm going to regret this. Uh, oh, thank God you How to earn this. your Red Wings. The origin of Red Wings. Although getting your Red Wings appears to have been ritualized in the military for a number of years, it was publicized in 1966 in Hunter S. Thompson's book, Hell's Angels, A Strange and Terrible Saga. Thompson reported on the various adonements the Hell's Angels used to differentiate themselves from society. He writes that red wings symbolize the wearer has committed cunnilingus on a menstruating woman. He goes on to clarify black wings for the same act on a negress and brown wings for buggery. What is negress? I thought negress. I thought black wings were necrophilia. Uh, uh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Let's define negress. Uh, and where do you find a dead woman? Negress, usually offensive, a woman or girl of black African origin. Fantastic. Even when I'm trying not to be racist, I end up being. <laughs> it shows up. Uh, so I guess black wings for the same act on a black woman. That's fucked up. And brown was. So it, it, does she have to be a menstruator or is she just a black woman? I have no idea, but that's fucked up that they have designated that. So are black people not allowed to be Hell's Angels? There's. That, there's- these There's are the wings hell, you can get. These are the horrible things you can do. You can go down on a menstruating woman or have sex with a black woman. That's fucked up. Well, what's the brown ones for again? Um, brown wings for buggery, which then they define as political correctness was certainly. Oh, no, no, I'm sorry. Uh, they don't define. That's me reading being an idiot because. Uh, buggery. Wikipedia. The brig. Uh, British English term of buggery is very close to uh, is often used interchangeably in law and popular speech. Come on, just give it to me. <laughs> oh, um, encompassing both sodomy and bestiality. Now, sodomy Son- in some states is uh, um, anal sex, and in some states, sodomy is oral sex, anal and or oral. So I doubt that the Hell's Angels was talking about uh, oral sex, since it's brown. So your brown wings are just... Where you had anal sex with somebody, or um, bestiality. So like What a fantastic like, group to hang out with, Michael. I should run out I and get a Harley. I haven't been I saying so, I've been hanging out with them. I'm just, I, and I have yet to see any of those wings on somebody. I would like to proudly wear my red wings to say I've had a dead I'm going to get a vest, and I, I'm just going to have big my wings on the wings back. I'm going to have three, say, three wings, a red, a brown, and a black one. Right. As to say that I fucked a dog and a black one to say that, yes, I have slept with an African-American woman. And you went to uh, necrophiliac. Because I thought that was where That's black where, wings just were. That's where you go to. I see how you are. That was what I thought originally thought the black wings were. Um, but I, I, I bet you... Well, you want me to Google? I bet you the Hells Angels has a fucking wing for necrophiliac. I'm gonna, next time I see him at a rally, I'm going to start checking. Hey, you got your wings? 
Well, you know what a one percenter is. Well, yeah, um, it's not a big deal. The uh, what do you and, mean and, it's not a big deal? He fucking killed. No, somebody. it's not a big deal that I know that. I whatever you're looking for it. You're like, hey, so you've killed somebody. You know, I'm the not, people, and I was. I, you know the people to offer money to to get somebody hit. Exactly. Just gotta go look for him. In the wings. Okay, necrophilia. Uh, cannibal wings. But I learned that because when I was doing it, I did something for the, a group called the Choir Boys. Oh, God. White wings. The act of going down on a woman with a yeast infection. <laughs> the wing system. A ward is given to a man who performs oral sex on a... Is that a big ceremony? Do you think they have a big ceremony for that? Oh, my God. Cannibal wings. Uh, is an award uh, for a guy who is going down on a female who is currently miscarrying, also called Crimson Wings. How do you even find the girl who's like, I'm fucking miscarrying right now. Eat my pussy. <laughs> are those all just Hells Angels or are they just wings this, in general? I don't know. I'm at Urban Dictionary now, so now it's just shock value, I guess. Purple Wings uh, are the award for cunnilingus performed on a corpse. They get purple, huh? Per- clear wings? What the fuck is a clear wing? Well, right. You're going to find out here in a second, aren't you? Um, but how aren't do you we? even see clear wings? I'm wearing clear wings right now. <laughs> and you just can't see them. Are earned by placing your face between the spread legs of your girl while she is giving herself the five-finger gusset shuffle. When she explosively orgasms all over face, you have earned your clear wings. So right. you- well, clearly somebody doesn't know that... Not all women explosively orgasm. That's a that's probably one percent as well. So you wearing your clear wings? Uh, I I'm always wearing <laughs> my clear wings. Can't you see them? They just look harder. Now, what if I get red wings and it starts to fade or gets bleached and it looks purple? What if it starts to look pink? I don't know what happens to pink. What are pink wings? <laughs> I have no idea. I'm not going to look up wings anymore. It's too twisted for me. Now but I'm glad our that, fans are going to come up wearing all these wings. I'm glad like, hey. you bought a Ferrari and you or you bought a Harley and you're friends with uh, these people. It's fantastic. Well, well I was, like I was saying, I actually found out about all this stuff when I went to a, a rally with the Choir Boys, and their the pat- Choir Boys, the Choir Boys, and they their patches are say 99. percent So I was asking, so why are you 99 percenter? And that's when they said, well, they were at Choir Boys are actually all cops. Okay, that's just the the gang Choir Boys. From some movie, a gang of cops, fantastic, yeah, cops, and they're ninety nine percenters, so they wear the ninety nine percenter thing. So if you see a ninety nine percenter badge on a choir boy, even though they do wear the three, uh, three piece patch. Wait a minute, what if you're a cop? You're a cop. Okay, so you're a cop. You're ninety nine percenter. You're a choir boy. What happens if you kill somebody in the line of duty? You get kicked out. I doubt it. I well, then you. I don't know. Maybe maybe you get a wing. You get a, you get your your various. So you meet the choir boys, but the dude had red and well, purple I know wings. That, I know that you know if you're if you're with the choir boys, everyone's packing, so you guy. feel pretty comfortable when you're you're riding with them. I met a guy. He had his brown wings. I was right on. You like anal sex? He's like, <laughs> yeah. With puppies, it's awesome. That's fantastic. What a terrible podcast. Uh, Things are not going well for us. I don't know if we're going to make it to twenty one. We're going to. Uh, we are at. What are we at? We're at. Oh shit! We topped the hour. Uh-oh. So I think that's it's time to end it on the. I just don't know, want to end the 20th. It's just so great. Right. The party. It's time to shut the party down and send uh, everybody home. Time to go home, everybody. Um, and uh, say cheers. But thank you for our... coming. I appreciate it. Cheers. Cheers. Uh, so I'm Vince Roca. I'm Michael Hutchinson. Uh, leave your comments and suggestions and I don't know your hatred for me <laughs> on iTunes. And someone might read those. 
Uh, and for more on the show, visit getconvinced.com.